is the Oil Country Podcast. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. my turn to do the hello 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 oil country podcast it's your boy kyle here with john as well as michael from alley cat brewery we've been lucky enough to do an on location recording here um, michael's been nice enough to give us a couple scona golds bonavista and we also tried the apricot brews i can say nothing but great things about them but john how are you doing my voice is so shitty right now. <laughs> Vegas, uh, Vegas took it out of me. I, I'd say that much. But let's uh, let's chat more about this alley cap first. Before, we, uh, sorry, before we get going too far, Michael, what do we uh, what do we have going on in alley cap brewery here? Yeah, so alley cap. Welcome, first of all, welcome to alley cap. Glad you guys enjoyed the beer. Oh, thank you so, for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, alley cat is we're Edmonton's first craft brewery. We started in 1995. We're the fourth in Alberta. Um, you know, pretty pretty OG in terms of craft beer. Uh, there's you know lots of craft breweries in Alberta now, but we we've been around a long time. We have, I think, we have fantastic beer. We our quality control is second to none. Our innovation is is good, but not like totally crazy. We were talking before we started recording about how like our beers are drinkable. There's some stuff out there that's really interesting, really cool, but just not drinkable. Uh, we really focus on good drinkable beer. Yeah, like I said, 1995 we started, so this is our 25th year. This is our 25th anniversary. It's actually a big year for us. There's a lot happening. Uh, you probably heard we just got new owners, which was good because it's it's local. It's still independent. It's just a couple dudes from Edmonton that love beer. Uh, decided to buy the brewery from Neil, who's been running it since 1995. He's ready to eventually retire in the next year or two. So uh, decided to pass it on to some, some good guys. And uh, with 25 years, we got all kinds of stuff going on this year. So probably going to have a big, giant party in June, which you guys are definitely invited to, as well as all of your listeners. I would love to come back. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're just planning it right now, so it's, nothing's really set in stone, but we're, we're doing that. Doing a bunch of collaborative beers with all the other breweries in Edmonton. Um, basically, every brewery you can name in Edmonton has somebody who's come through Alley Cat in the last 25 years as a brewer, as a worker, as whatever it is. Uh, so we're we're teaming up with all those guys to produce some new beers for this year for our 25th. Um, so all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Well, I want to say just personally, like, you know, well, also as John too, like we're very honored and, and appreciated for you giving us a sponsorship and, and just a chance to, to work with you. Um, it's been nothing but nice dealing with yourself and, and as well, like, uh, honestly, a blast so far here today, just drinking beers and hanging out and shooting the shit. So, um no, you're an extension yeah. of my voice there for sure. Much, yeah, much absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but we're gonna we're gonna stay with Michael here uh, for the rest of the show. But we're gonna talk about some Oilers hockey as well as our trip to uh, meet myself, Los Angeles, with my brother Kevin, who's on the mic here too, and John with his buddy Dobko, who went to Las Vegas. So uh, so let's get into that, eh? Absolutely, sounds good to me. So, some shitty hockey for me and Don. <laughs> and uh, luckily, the Vegas crowd was was very receptive to us, I guess, for the most part. No no jerk bags or anything there, but Sometimes. that was awesome. And they, they know how to throw a fucking party. Sorry if I'm swearing too loud there. They know how to throw a freaking party, though. <laughs> Absolutely insane. So I had an absolute blast, but some very shitty hockey for it, us, unfortunately. Honestly, that's kind of like <laughs> my biggest 
favorite reason for going down to Southern California and Nevada there, at least, is you deal with some hockey fans that don't really understand hockey as well. They're just there to have a great time. So you don't deal with the, the douchebags that you can deal in Canada here sometimes, right? So I know for Kevin uh, and me and him in Los Angeles, we had a... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, yeah. no. Am I the douchebag? The douchebags in Canada. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I wasn't it's, talking it's about me. it. I met, I met Calgary, sorry. Vancouver, Winnipeg fans, which we just had one that we dealt with here at Alley Cat. Who <laughs> actually gave us it eight was, free beers. Yeah, yeah. He, he did give us free beers, but he said if we drank them that we were going to lose. So we we poured one out for Gagne. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but me and Kevin at least got to watch some decent hockey. We got to see the Kings game at uh, the Staples Center, which was one of the most phenomenal buildings I've ever been in in my life, as well as seeing the Ducks game, which I can't even believe they had fans there, but that was <laughs> a game at least. But uh, but you boys, you guys had a great time on your vacation too? Oh, yeah, did we ever. It was exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. And and you're right, they definitely put put on a party down there. Like. The best way I can describe it is you come up here and it's it's quieter in that building. It's more of religion up here, and, and we take our hockey very seriously. Down there, they know they know it's a game, and they're they're showing it, and they're very loud about it. And you know, I couldn't have, couldn't say enough good things about it. It was a lot of fun, except for the team that was wearing Oilers jerseys. I don't know who those guys were. <laughs> I didn't even think they were in the building that night. I thought, yeah. You know what? Uh, I was seeing some ushers pointing out fans in Oilers jerseys and be like, "You want to play? Like, we got 20 minutes to get out there." <laughs> There was, a, there was an emergency goalie. goalie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just all 20 of them. <laughs> how about you, Kevy? How was your time in Los Angeles? I had a fantastic time in LA. Um, I mean, obviously, the LA Kings game was a lot better. Personally, I thought it was a nicer arena. But uh, I mean, all in all, good time, good atmosphere there. Um, the fans in LA, oh my god, they, yeah, sure, they don't know as much about their hockey, but they, they show up, they give a shit, they cheer. We started a Let's Go Oilers chant, and uh, they shut us down quick. <laughs> yeah, they, they booed us down, whereas in Anaheim, we were doing Let's Go, or uh, Go Oilers Go, Calgary sucks, like pretty much the second and third period yeah, nonstop. Yeah, no opposition yeah. to that. I think everybody's yeah. in agreement there. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but otherwise, me and Kevin were fortunate enough to hang out at the world-famous comedy store for three nights in a row from pretty much 8 p.m. to 4 in the morning. That was an experience. Holy yeah. shit. So I, I would like to tell stories about that off-air. I think it's a little bit too crazy for getting into that here. But yeah, yeah. Um, moving on though into actual Oilers hockey, those those games that we got to watch, right? Um, I thought the Kings game itself, um, it was it was a great performance, right? It was the last game before we got the new guys, and, and it, oh my god, I can't talk. Sorry. <laughs> It's the first game where we got the new guys, NSU, Ennis, and Green in, right? So it was it was nice to see that the first last game of the team still being able to pull out that win and and grinding as a unit because we were quite injured um had some some serious roster injuries we had to work through me and kevin being fortunate enough to go to that anaheim game and and i got a like front row photo of anasiu that we put on our twitter there um and just seeing the speed that that line has given to our roster and and just the amount of depth that we now have we can have a full three lines as well as a consistent shutdown fourth line now that we didn't have at the beginning of the year where it was just scrambling in players this last week has been a very very exciting hockey to watch even though we got four out of uh six points right so um yeah i'm looking forward to tonight Three out of six. Sorry, my bad with the overtime. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to tonight with the Jets game, and I think that uh, we're going to see that line continue to click and pr- oh my god, sorry, click and improve. John, what do you think of that first line? Huh? I mean, I, I'm obviously here. Just yeah. Fucking voice. <laughs> Ready to turn your bass down real low. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, can everyone hear me now? There we go. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty stoked. The uh, the first line obviously got some speed, like Kyle mentioned, but obviously, um, you know, I've, I've been preaching for Athens CU for what, like eight months now. At least, he was definitely yeah. one of the, the higher up targets for me. Um, so I'm really, really stoked there. My biggest kind of concern, like getting back to what Kyle said, there is that last game before McDavid came back. The, all through that break without Connor, you really saw like a a combined together hardworking team and they were going like night in night out sure they had some odd shifts here and there but for the most part even the games they lost they showed up and they worked their absolute asses off i'm not saying the effort's been terrible since he's come back but my my our biggest fear was once these guys start getting healthy do the other guys that have now taken a step forward are they like okay we're cool now like connor's back we can take a step back play in your role where that's the one thing I'm concerned about. And, and it's the one thing that you've started to see a little bit here and there, and it concerns He's me. He's the captain going to come back and carry us. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, I mean, as far as the trade deadline coming in, I mean, I, I'm absolutely stoked with what Holland's done. Like, it, it's, it's exciting to have a competent GM that I wasn't terrified going into the trade deadline. Like, were you, the last couple of years, were you guys not scared going into the deadline? That it's like, yeah. shit, what's Especially with Shirley, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, that that was great. And, I mean, there's a little bit of risk here in two UFAs that likely aren't going to be back in green and Ennis. You never know what happens. But, no, oh, I absolutely love it. I'm stoked to see what's going to what's gonna be, you know, coming forward for this team. But I just need to see that effort. Like, tonight against the Jets is going to be a big a big test. We've still got injuries, and I want to see a team that comes out flying tonight. I'm, I'm just going to say, um, before we move on to Michael here and what he thought of the trade deadline, um, our fans already know your voice sucks, but my God, can they tell that you partied in Las Vegas? Because it is raspy I've as shit right now. I've had to deal right with now. that for days and days. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was it? You were saying there was the guy off South Park that has the mic. Oh, he's like, like Ned from South Ned, Park. Yeah. He just puts it up. He can't even speak at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than it was. <laughs> to all the listeners, this is like vastly better than it's been in about three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I, I can't believe you podcast and you have a voice like that. Too. <laughs> anyway. Well, I have a face for radio. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How about your opinion, Mike? What did you think of the, the trade deadline here? Are you happy with what happened? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it, it's a great point having Holland in there and, you know, like looking forward to the trade deadline and actually being a buyer for once. Uh, I was pretty excited going into it. And then when we picked up Green, that was it was out of nowhere for me. And I thought, like, when it happened, I was like, okay, actually a pretty good depth pickup for, you know, basically nothing. So I was excited about that, and I thought if that's basically it... Um, I'd like to see a, a winger, but like I, the prices that they were paying for wingers, <laughs> it's nuts. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, I didn't. I was I was worried. I was like, I don't think we're going to get out of the CEO for anything other than yeah. you know Jesse Pugliarvi and like a first rounder mm-hmm. or something ridiculous. So uh, to see that come through, and then Ennis as well. And Ennis, like for me, that was a wild card. It's like I don't, like, I I know Ennis, but I don't really. I've never seen him play. You know, here game here and there for sure. Yeah. And now in two games with the others, he looks fast. He looks skilled. He looks like he can sit on McDavid's wing. And and now you're saying like UFAs that maybe they're not back. I don't know. I think he's an Edmonton boy. I think he's got this opportunity to play with McDavid. Yeah. And hopefully we have a decent playoff run. And 
you know, once we win the cup, he's obviously going to want to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I think, I think he might, I think he might stick around for, you know, if it's a million bucks. Like that's a, that's a solid guy. Well, and especially since like throughout his career, he's been pretty much a bottom six guy. So just like Cassian, right, getting that chance to be on the first line, play with McDavid, the best player, obviously in the world, uh, and if not, even sink down to Drysaddle's line is is no like that's <laughs> like who cares, man? You get to play like seriously. Uh, so I like it. it it is maybe early to call like that's our definitive first line, but what they've shown so far, I'm nothing but impressed, right? That right side of our lineup now, as we talked about at the bar there, is is strength. We got a grinder on each line pretty much that we can we can throw out there. My so, biggest question yeah. is, is is Ennis gonna kick people when it's needed though? <laughs> <laughs> that's part of being an oiler in the yeah. first line now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take one for the team and sit for seven games every once in a while, you know? Just cut him next time or something. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, right in right right there. Yeah, yeah. You want to go step down, he's got to go with the slice. <laughs> you want to talk about winning? Line, yeah, they're with the line there, the list. Line is out. <laughs> Are you serious? You know about the injuries? No, okay, I'll pull them. I got back from Vegas. Like, like, okay. Line is out, yeah. I yeah, you got like, injured last we game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Day to day they figured he's going to take the night off. It's a big boost for us, for sure. But the the one really nice thing that we do have now, and I was kind of going to throw it in, but never had the chance, is like, for the first time in I don't know how long, I look at the Oilers roster, and it's like, we have a full team of NHL players. Yeah. And not yeah. like... No name random from coming here. Like, we're going to give this guy a shot and this guy a shot and have three rookies on the fourth line who's like, we just give him a chance. Like, no, I like... We finally have a roster that's like shows depth and shows like well, new and I, stuff. I feel like we built a lot, kind of like Vegas did, right? Going into this year, like an expansion draft. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like we did take players that needed a chance, right? And we're kind of stuttering elsewhere, and we got a lot of those guys in those one-year deals that Holland brought in, and that's kind of all we were allowed to do with the cap restraints we had from Shirelli's term here as a GM, and. The picks that he did, people were, you know, me and me and you included, were thinking we were going to be a bubble team heading into this um, playoff season, right? And and it's looking like we're one of the best teams heading in, especially after the trade deadline here. I I was not expecting this at all. I'm blown away. I I, I knew that Holland was going to be a great GM, but my God, has he totally won me over? Like I want to send him love letters right now. So. <laughs> It was just Valentine's Day. I missed it by two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now's your moment, Kyle. Open mic. You tell Ken Holland whatever you've got in that heart of yours. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, you're my love. No, I, I got I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know my head. Wow. That's a little you know, you don't want to get too too far ahead. Yeah. You mentioning with the the team looking like we're did you use the word favorites? No, I said <laughs> I said <laughs> one of the top one of the top teams is what I think I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're looking like a, yeah. on paper our team got a ton better. Like we were mm-hmm. definitely winners of the deadline, and that's the question is does this team have what it takes to gel? In my opinion, because I think when you were looking at you know sorry to keep getting back to it, but yeah. when you look at what this team is doing without McDavid. You were starting to kind of get the similar feelings of the 06 run in, in the way of it was such a hard-working group that was coming together every year. And I don't mean, obviously, like the rosters and everything are substantially different. Not suggesting that, but I think that still, you know, is a cup run possible for us? Sure, but 
they still need like to play a lot like of things that need to go right in this team. They need to play like they did when McDavid was gone. For sure. Are you saying that we should Tanya Harding McDavid maybe? <laughs> 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 but just saying, if they're gonna play better, like it's always an option. Like, you need it, to take that back. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it back. I'm joking. No, yeah, yeah. no you're right. <laughs> that, that is what I'm yeah, suggesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. The way the team played as a unit. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, no, go on. That was, that's exactly that was. No, the no other point. I mean, we agree on the same thing. Like they were playing for not, not just Tippett or or the the logo on their chest. They were playing for their captain and and the rest of their teammates, right? And that's something that we've been looking for in this locker room for goddamn 15 years at this point right and so i think they were kind of coming out too and saying like you know you hear so much in the media of how this team is oh like mcdavid dry just dragging these guys along so i think a little bit of it was a chip on their shoulder for themselves too right where it's like mcdavid being out was an opportunity for them to show that they're a team that's capable of winning in today's nhl so continue to show that is my point even though connor's back how do you guys think tonight's game goes? Do you think they show up as a full roster tonight for the most part and play as a unit pissed off and like want to prove something? Or do you think that we play down to another team's level, which we're known to do as yeah, well? Yeah, I mean, historically we do play down to other teams, but with all the injuries tonight going on on Winnipeg's side, we got a pretty good chance here. <laughs> I'd agree, but I mean, I think that's also like half the I reason mean, why we usually play more poor. Yeah, not yeah. Cool, but yeah. yeah. My, my concern is that I don't want to ride too much of an emotional high, especially coming out of the trade deadline, because you've all said how good Tyler Ennis has looked. And there's a exactly. big reason why he was a bottom six guy. And he's riding that emotional high. Leon's wearing this chip on his shoulder because Connor's out. Now he's got the chance to really prove how good he is. And he's done that, I would say. I, my big concern is that we we ride these emotional waves, and I, maybe it's just me being the fan in me of just like I watch the other dudes, but I think they do it as a roster where it's like when a big guy comes in, like a big Connor comes back. John, to John's point, he's right where they can kind of all let off, and yeah. like once a guy gets comfortable in the city after a couple weeks, like he's gonna roll back to what he, he doesn't wants. need to impress like, his teammates. Exactly, exactly, perfect way to put it. And so that's what scares me, and that's what makes me nervous about it. But, like I, I was saying earlier, like, we finally have NHL roster guys, and how many times have you heard in any pro sport of, like, oh, I became, I got drafted, and then I figured out what work meant. And, yep. like, these guys now, these guys know how to work, and they Even know how to... Even was a prime example of this yeah. offseason. Exactly, exactly. And, like, once a guy figures out how to work, all these guys have been here. All these guys know how to work. They know what it takes to go that far. Not all of us have cups on this team. Like, there's a couple guys who do, but... Josh Archibald is one shot. Josh, Josh Archibald, our cup champ right there. <laughs> is anyone else, actually? Chase uh, yeah, Chase on Wood. Chase on Wood. There's no, oh, Neil doesn't have one. He's been on good teams, but never won. He, was never, he wasn't in Pittsburgh when yeah. they won him. No, so we've got a couple guys who've done it before, but, like, I mean, all those guys know what it takes to win a championship in sports. Like, it's... I just hope we don't have a big emotional letdown now that we're kind of back into the swing of things. The trade deadline's passed for everybody, too, and... It's going to be interesting to see how we come down the stretch. I'm excited. I can't imagine an emotional letdown going into the run that we're in right now. Like the, the, how tight it is in this playoff race, into this last 10, 15 games, and then into the playoffs. Like the, if these guys aren't jacked, get out of the league. I've been yeah. hurt before. Okay. <laughs> it's just scary with it being so tight, though, because they've been yeah. they've had so many opportunities to, to pull away the gap. Yeah. And they haven't been able to do it. And like, I mean, I, to your point, like they have been playing very well on average mm-hmm. in the new year, right? But it is still like you'd like to have a four or five point gap right now. I, w- I want December it's back right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah. 
kidding. Let me ask you this though: the West is so wide open that, like, outside of St. Louis, the defending champs, is there a team that you're really like deeply afraid of? Like, I think it's, it's more wide open than ever. And this Col- is, it's St. Louis, Colorado, and Vegas yeah. are my three teams that I'm worried about heading into yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Like right behind that, I would say it's the Oilers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're, I think we're third going in, or yeah. fourth, sorry, going in. Yeah, yeah. I'd put yeah. them in the conversation with the Vegas and Colorado, I would even though I would, they I would like too, trash sorry. I'm just saying those are teams that I'd be worried yeah. about. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I, I think those four are... Your, I think that's yeah, it's our... It's so hard using that, like, contender words. I think really the only true contenders right now, St. Louis for sure, and I'd put Colorado in that bubble. Yeah. I think Colorado's a legit contender. Colorado healthy, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hopefully they go against each other in the second round. They can knock <laughs> yeah. one of them out, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 Okay, we obviously want to thank uh, Alley Cat and Michael again for yesterday giving us the uh, free beers and a place to record on location. Uh, Kyle and I did go to the Jets-Oilers game last night and saw that big W, so we're obviously going to chat about that wrapping up our episode. But uh, that was Kyle's first game at uh, Rogers Place, so I'm going to try and save my voice and let you talk a little bit. How was? Uh, how did you find it? Uh, well, honestly, man, like that building is absolutely beautiful. The huge pane windows as you lead into Ford Hall there were like just absolutely gorgeous. Thought it was really cool that you can enter the building before you actually kind of um, go through the line yeah. and, and go through the ticket and gate there. Um, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. The top quality of concession, the beer that they had there was great. I didn't think the prices, I mean, they were stadium prices. It wasn't insane. But uh, but just like the, the view lines themselves right like Mm -hmm. where we sat we were in the corner in the second tier and like amazing i mean compared to the bell center back home like it's it's amazing uh the quality of the building there so i I had a fantastic time thank you again for uh for coming with me and giving me and my brother here a place to stay while we (laughs) we took our adventure over to this side of the country but thanks uh, for the beers yeah (laughs) john's dying i'm struggling man (laughs) I'm looking forward to Wednesday's or Thursday's episode where my voice is back and this isn't so difficult, but <laughs> John is not allowed to drink and party anymore because it's just a disaster every time. No, I'm going to be sober for the next month. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that was, uh, I was always impressed too with the sight lines, like you mentioned, and it's like the only crappy thing about being that steep is if anyone in front of you stands up, you miss like the whole, mm-hmm. the whole playing surface more or less, but that obviously doesn't happen unless people are being stupid. So, and, and to, to the one thing that I, I really appreciate about coming back to hockey in Edmonton is going to although now that the new church right how quiet it is to watch a hockey mm-hmm. game in there i get a lot of people want the the chance and stuff to go which which still happen of course but man is it nice like knowing that everybody there is watching the game instead of just having a bullshit conversation yeah um because that's definitely something that you notice like even in montreal right there's a lot of just random noise but uh but yeah i have no complaints about that building i thought it was like Actually, just stunning. I was blown away for sure. Other than the two guys talking behind us, hey? Oh, yeah, but I mean, we were <laughs> commenting the whole time. That and the guy that was like over to our left just yelling shoot the whole game. But I mean, to be fair, the Oilers probably should have been shooting to a bit fair. more. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, the Oilers probably should have been shooting a bit more anyways because that was pretty rough second period as well as the first 10 minutes of the first. So, um, yeah. It was. I just find it so hilarious when... Like you're like 300 feet away in like the second deck, and this dude is like, "Shoot, shoot! Why are you shooting?" And it's like, "Yeah, maybe the guy that's literally like right there with the puck has a little bit better sightline <laughs> on his shooting angle than you do." But I, I don't even hate it when fans do it, as long as it's like 
not every time somebody touches a puck, like the, the Oilers would pass mm-hmm. it and pass it and whatever, like it, they're doing what they should be doing. And a guy will get it on his backhand and have his fucking back to the net. And he's like, shoot, like, yeah. calm down, my man. Yeah. Or like anytime a defenseman gets it at the point and then yeah. it's just like they, they literally shoot it as he's like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And then it's like straight into a shin pad. And it's like, hey, cool, man. Like keep it up. You're really helping him out there. Um, but yeah, obviously let's, let's move on to the, uh, the actual hockey talk a little bit there. Um, obviously a big night for dry cycle. I mean, we both had chances on our vacations to see his hundredth point and hadn't up to that point, but obviously did it last night against the jets with a big three point night and, uh, heard some MVP chants coming throughout the crowd, which is pretty, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I know we were definitely a part of that. And I think dry himself was pretty happy with the fans afterwards saying that you guys are fucking phenomenal. Well, yeah. sorry. You said you guys are fucking uh, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, what a, what a just first off that power play goal, right? He's, he's found his spot. He's almost got like his, um, Ovechkin spot. I, I, I mean, player? I don't want to compare it to that, but he sits kind of in the bottom right circle yeah. now and looks for that one time shot. Right. Um, but, but otherwise like he might be the laziest 100 point scorer ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. But yeah, phenomenal game from him. Great to see the three points up to 102. Yeah. Uh, as well as McDavid. Uh, sorry to gloss over Dry Settle there, but sneakily putting in another two points to get up to 89 on the season for him. Mm-hmm. Looking like he's probably going to get 100 as well. Um, yeah. I, how can we not be blown away that we get to see these two play every night? I know we talk about it two times a week, but every time you get to see it live, it's just like it's it's otherworldly, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome. I mean, we're, we're very spoiled. And I mean, we just... Hopefully we get the the depth that continues to kind of roll and contribute when we need them. But yeah, it's, we're absolutely spoiled to see those guys. And I mean, you look and even like Yamamoto's out. Nuge had a big game winner. And like that that top six, those guys kind of carrying that top six are an absolute treat to watch. And we are definitely, I, th- I think it's getting to the point where Oilers fans are a little bit spoiled. And Yeah, they, we actually have a roster yeah. that like is going to compete coming into the playoffs here. Like actually mm-hmm. going to be a force. Uh, although Anasiu, right, didn't have the greatest game yesterday. He got mm-hmm. demoted down to the third line. I thought that Ennis, on the other hand, continued to play amazing. He's that guy works. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he is not showing that he's a bottom six player right now, which is no. what he's historically been. Right? Um, maybe he is that second coming of. Uh, although he's still on the team, Cassian. Right? Yeah. We just have uh, we have that three line right side where we can just have a fucking guy that pummels right and has speed. I'm curious when Yamamoto comes back, if Ennis stays up or if Cassian fights for that spot on McDavid's wing again, or how exactly that works. But I know I've been really stoked with Ennis and I mean, he, he works hard. We were, you actually had a good point when we were leaving yesterday was he, he almost plays like Yamamoto just with like a little less skill. Right. Yeah. But he, yeah. he's got that skating and that work ethic on the boards. And it's awesome to see. I mean, we needed like another guy like that. You saw like, I, I'd say Shahan and Archibald have been similar to that play mm-hmm. style. So it's exciting to have another guy that you can throw on that third line or on the front too, if, if he's playing well. And, you know, I, I hate to say it again and again, but nice to have a guy like that over JJ Kara. Well, I, I oh, like <laughs> I had to go there. Yeah, like it's like it. I, I'm so done where it's like I I you get a couple of good games from him and you get that blind faith again where you're like maybe JJ's turning it around. And over the last like three years, I'm starting to kind of just 
give up and be like, no, you're just a guy that's going to have two or three good games. You're going to get everyone's hopes up and then you're going to disappear for 15. Yeah. I mean, talking about dry being the laziest player <clears throat> on the team, I, I really do think it's JJ. Like there's so many opportunities where he's two, three feet away from a guy on the boards uh, below the net and he does not put his body into the mm-hmm. guy on like he needs to use his size to push people away from the puck and instead he seems to think that he's a skill player and can do it all with his stick and you would think that after three four years of evidence in the nhl that that's not the way that he's going to play anymore although i'm sure that's how he grew up playing right like For all sure. these players that come to the yeah. nhl do but unfortunately you're not always going to be the top dog and you're going to have to find your role in that Mm -hmm. system right and he just looks lost i I know people are going to say that his game yesterday was one of the better ones recently here and it probably was but it was still a piss poor effort Mm -hmm. so yeah and i don't even know if it's so much effort as much as it is like hockey iq because he does work it's just like the situations he actually has that work ethic in and when he kind of slacks is baffling mm-hmm. most of the time right well and, you and it, think, part of it is laziness like yeah. i do agree with I you mean, there, i mean but. me and you talk like at the game last night mm-hmm. right and, and we were talking about drysdale does the same thing sometimes so he'll be below the goal line and and has an opportunity where if he took two steps and put his shoulder into someone we're going to keep possession of that puck and i mean drysdale gets kind of a, a bit of a benefit of the doubt because he does have very good stick play like he breaks up a For lot sure. of passes with the stick so to take the chance that i don't mind but he's also playing 22 to 25 minutes a game elite hockey iq where he can actually like pick his spots properly whereas jj's playing seven minutes a night eight minutes a night it's like man like you you gotta yeah give it your all out there like what are you doing man you you, there's a prime example on the four check yesterday where he was like just coming into the zone defenseman was probably two strides in front of him on the boards chasing it in like along his own boards towards the goal line and jj just like stopped and played the pass and it's like you were pretty much even with him, man. Like, if he just worked, he for sure could have got that forecheck and at least pressured that defenseman to have to ring it around while the Oilers were making a change, right? And Instead it, of just giving him space. And, like, And it's really unfortunate because <clears throat> that style of game that he should be playing, and, and like we said, that Archibald <clears throat> and Shahan and Ennis and uh, Yamamoto and Cassian, right? That, yeah. that style of play is, is what teams need because when we play in Anaheim and Vegas— that's what I felt most of our struggles were. Anaheim mm. especially was getting out of our own zone and making a breakout pass. And we couldn't do it because although Anaheim might not have the most skilled players, at least they're trying and pushing mm-hmm. their people into the like our zone and trying to break up our plays. Whereas, not that Oilers are, are bad at doing it by any means, but I just feel a lot of teams do it better, like an yeah. aggressive forecheck. And you need to do it. You need to break up uh, or put pressure on the defense to make that quick reaction play, right? And... And even more so on teams that do it to us, they know that Smith goes behind the net and throws it up the board. So if they can mm-hmm. get guys down low and it, like you have an even better chance of getting it because Smith does that. Yeah. But so, uh, Smith, I feel like, has actually been better as of late. But for I sure, agree. I, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's just a, it's a tactic against our yeah. team, right? And it works. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at you look at the when the team was successful, like especially like very successful at the start of this calendar year mm-hmm. when the Oilers went on that tear and that forecheck for us was their game in and game out. Mm-hmm. Like they worked extremely hard on the forecheck. And I think that's like, you hit the nail right on the head there. Like that's something this team needs so much. And then you'd look at guys like Kara and it's like, 
man, you're part of the solution yeah. if you want to be, but if you're not, you're part of the problem. And, like, and if you, do, you, you can't be, a, years, you but. can't be a passenger in the bottom six. Like our bottom six isn't skilled enough to have just like, Oh, the effort just wasn't there tonight. Like that, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, especially when, when you're a guy on like the fourth line, third line, like, I mean, say what you will about Haas. He's had quiet games a lot in the past, he always but tries, I think though. he's always working. Yeah. 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 And it's six minutes a night here and there, but you see him go on the four check or back check or whatever. He's flying. Like he's mm-hmm. working his absolute ass off. So 100% agree. it is, I don't know. We'll see something and like maybe Kara, not that you want to just bank on this. Cause it's almost like the Lucic, not argument. What's the word? I'm looking at rationalization of Lucic, but maybe in the playoffs, JJ really flips that switch and he's actually a big playoff guy. I don't know, but so far he worries me. Yeah. I, uh, I just feel like there's call-ups that we could already bring up that are better than him. And I feel like playoff time, that's more like what we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. Bakersfield isn't having a ton of success right now. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of our players up here going into the playoffs. Um, (coughs) Saying this though, we're sounding very negative for how like happy we are. Yeah, I thought the team team looked really good last night too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't by, by any means a great game. I would say, um, hockey wise, there was a lot of sloppy hockey, but they pulled through, they got the win. Um, it was also tight hockey at times though too. You could tell it was was checking tight. That last 10 minutes, that third was very, very like slow, methodical hockey. And refs were letting them get away with quite a bit of shit too. So it's, it is one of those. And yeah, no, I don't, I don't mean to sound negative either. I'm stoked. I think the most, the, the point I was trying to hit there, and I'm glad you you pointed that out because I think I was getting a little too negative because I lost train of thought, too much boozing and <laughs> brain cells lost the last week. But I think that's why it was so important bringing guys like Athens to see you in and Tyler Ennis where when slash if, knock on wood, this team gets healthy, that pushes guys like JJ out of the lineup. Yeah, that pushes exactly. guys like Patrick Russell out of the lineup. And like I like how Patrick Russell works, but... He just doesn't have the, the yeah. hand skill. Like, I, I agree. I think he plays the game better he's than, than JJ. He's a fine fill-in fourth liner. Perfect. But other yeah. than that, he's not You're an much NHL, of an second, NHL third liner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is one of those things where, like, I mean, I'm just stoked for this team to hopefully get healthy. Obviously, right now, like, I mean, Russell came back last night. One of the things we haven't talked about. What did you think about that? Uh, he wasn't I'm, super, super I, noticeable. He wasn't noticeable. Spot, I mean... I noticed two times where he did his typical Russell, just throw it up the boards play, and that got picked off twice. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in that really lackluster second, though, where the whole team was kind of playing like shit. So a little on their heels. Yeah, yeah, that's only when I noticed him. I just thought he was invisible last night, which yeah. is a good thing, honestly, as a defenseman. First like, game yeah, back, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's getting into it. That was such... I forgot about that, but that was such a filthy move by Wheeler, too, to set up the... Who, who scored that one? I'm trying to remember. Well, oh, Kyle, Kyle Connor. It was Kyle was. Connor, and yeah. and people... Uh, that's a good thing you bring it up, too, because I like I read online during the game, like I checked during the intermission, people were blaming Bear for that, and Bear definitely got undressed. Yeah. But Nurse moved towards Wheeler when all he had to do was stay on Connor. Like, I know. You know like... Smith Smith was playing the shot. Smith played, which we haven't mentioned either, fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, that game was won because of Smith. He was 39 <laughs> for 41 on the night, 9.51. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I talk too much shit on Nurse, but, I mean, my God, dude, there's some just mistakes in his own end that I just don't understand what he does. I really, I that was the one thing I guess the guys behind us said that I kind of agreed with. I still don't like, <laughs> I still don't like the pairing of Nurse and 
and bear and together. bear as much. Eh? I don't like it. I, I think they're a solid second pairing, but Clef Bomb. Yeah, being it's, it's out because Clef Bomb's over. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Clef Bomb being out has been a huge, huge loss. Like yeah. he's a guy we need to get healthy. So, and then who, who else is still out? Neil's still out. Nygaard's still out. And then Yamamoto and Klopp and then Bomb. Green obviously and Mike Green so, yeah. right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think I think Yamamoto and Klopp Bomb are like easily. Yeah, and I mean that that shouldn't be any sure. much of a hot take at all. But they're the two guys we need back the most. Big like, time, yeah, big time. Especially Klopp Bomb. Like Yamamoto has been a big loss, but we, I, with the addition of I don't think this team goes very far without Klopp Bomb in the playoffs like at all. No, yeah, agreed. So on that really negative note. <laughs> wrap it. Are we gonna wrap that up? Well, thank you very much for listening. Oh, we should probably mention that cool hockey giveaway that our network guys are doing. So check it out on Twitter. We'll make sure we get retweeted for this episode. But you use Tankathon, which is a draft lottery simula- simulator, excuse me, to pick the order of the 15 teams you think the draft lottery is gonna go, pretty much. If you get it right, and you're the only one that gets it right, you get a two hundred dollar cool hockey gift card if there's multiple winners you get entered in a draw for that um i don't expect too too many multiple winners so if you get that right you're more more yeah. than likely to get a 200 gift yeah. card but all you have to do is follow cool hockey tankathon the hockey podcast network as well as obviously post a screenshot of your tankathon prediction but like we said it's probably easier for you to follow the instructions on twitter so we will make sure that gets retweeted right away here when this episode drops good I don't know what else to do. Wicked? Well. Should we mention Alley Cat too that we should insert before? I think I did before. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's all good. Oh, then. you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you, or blah, blah, blah. We will talk to you again on Thursday. And I will talk to you, John, from Montreal. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs>
the thing you can do that helps us out the absolute most, obviously sharing on social media, et cetera, et cetera. But if you leave us a review, I know some services don't let you leave that review, but I know if you're on iTunes or Google Play, anything like that, if you leave us a positive review, five-star review, if you are really liking us, that helps us with the charts and to gain more listeners and everything like that. And it would be very much appreciated. The one last thing that we're going to do before we leave you is we want to give a shout out to our personal partner, Alley Cat Brewery in Edmonton, Alberta. If you go in there at any time, you can say THPN to your server and you'll get 10% off your bill. We are another exciting thing going on with Alley Cat. We are planning on recording a live episode at the end of the month when Kyle is in Edmonton. So we're going to do that on location Keep that in mind. We're going to, we'll get you guys more details and everything like that as we get a little bit closer to the date. But if anybody wants to come in and meet us or sit in on a live recording, you can definitely do that. And we are super stoked to have uh, maybe just a couple beers at Alley Cat and see what happens with the night. I'm having more than a couple for sure. (laughs) Thank you again for listening. We will talk to you guys on next episode.